Redditors who grew up filthy rich. What did you think was normal till you learned otherwise? Honestly, it was the little things. I knew we had nicer cars than average, a bigger house, went on more trips, etc. But I thought everyone's refrigerator had wood-paneled cabinet doors. For example, we had a Sub-Zero built-in refrigerator and freezer. The first time I saw a metal fridge, I thought it was weird. And I thought it was even weirder that the fridge and freezer were combined. But then I got really jealous because you could put magnets on it. I also thought everyone had a central vacuum system where you can sweep dirt into a little hole under the cabinets by the floor and it sucks it up. We had these little holes all over in every room. Stuff like that. Yeah, we had those and a bunch of other crap I thought was normal but was not normal. We had touchscreen TVs that controlled the HVAC, security, and lights, and sound system before touchscreens were even a thing. I'm talking mid-1990s. It wasn't even a flat screen. It was a deep-dish TV with a touchscreen. I had personally never heard of a central vacuum system in all my 27 years on this planet, but now that they've explained what it is, I do believe I have in fact seen them. And they sound cool as hell. I would totally have one. However, on the topic of refrigerators, I will never be surprised at the lengths humanity will go to preserve and refrigerate food, and frankly, the sky's the limit with refrigerator technology. At least until we get Mr. Freeze Freeze Ray from the Batman. Probably a weird example, but growing up, all of our dishes were made of fine china, Waterford glassware, etc. And I just thought that's what plates and stuff were made of, because we didn't have anything else. Then one time, I went to a friend's house for dinner, and we ate on colored plastic plates and non-matching plastic cups. I just thought that was the weirdest thing ever and asked why we were eating with camping dishes. That's kind of rude, but when I was a kid, I didn't have a filter either. I just said whatever came to mind. I myself am not rich, but I have an uncle who is very well off. So one of my not-rich aunts was complaining about her car acting up on her. Well, my cousin from the rich family was listening and got really confused. So he just asked her, Well, why don't you just get rid of it and go buy another one? This kid was probably 13 or so at the time and had no concept of not enough money. He couldn't understand why you wouldn't just go get a new something if your old something didn't work. Oh, to be young and naive and not understand how disposable income works or the value of it. I would say rich in the area by comparison. I think the moment it really sunk in was during 5th or 6th grade around middle school. I felt like I was getting too cool for little kid parties, so I decided I wanted to go somewhere and do something fun. My parents were super excited about this, since it meant I was taking one stupid middle schooler with us on a mini-trip instead of having 15 stupid middle schoolers in the house. I decided on a trip to some festival, which meant a ferry ride and then drive to a Canadian city and have a big fancy meal. The girl I picked had been my friend for years. I had no idea her life was so different. She lost her mind on the ferry. It was so fun. She had never seen Canada before, so we stopped and took her picture. My parents, realizing immediately that this was a huge deal for this girl, bought her and I souvenirs, which she later gave to her mom since her mom has never left the area. My mom would not let her order the cheapest thing on the menu, which I never realized is something poor children are trained to do. I thought you could just pick whatever you wanted to eat. She was the first person in her family to travel more than 30 miles from her house. This was pre-9-11, when a family could just take a random child with no ID and a permission slip from their parents into another country. We are both adults now and occasionally run into each other. She's married with four children and still talks about the time we rode a ferry and went to Canada. Had she not brought it up, I probably would have forgotten. It's probably just the words they used, but there's something about the way this individual writes that rubs me the wrong way. I don't know if they intended to, but yeah, whatever.
I lived overseas for a year when I was in high school and attended an international school where though my family was decidedly middle class in the US and my dad was being paid several times more to work abroad than he had been at home, I'm fairly certain my family were the least well off in the entire school. None of these kids ever seemed to realize how fabulously wealthy they were. A few examples. Several boys from North Korea. I don't know exactly how high up in the political world of the DPRK you need to be to be allowed to send your children abroad for an education, but these kids showed up to school in brand new Benzes for a start. One friend of mine lived in a luxury high-rise in the single richest enclave of the city where I lived. His parents lived on the 16th floor. Each floor was a single unit. He lived on the 17th floor, in his own unit. He had his own live-in maid and driver as well. Another friend's parents ran the largest import and export company in the country. He had two bodyguards and was driven around in his own armored bulletproof SUV. Windows were two inches thick and didn't roll down. I attended his birthday, which was on his dad's 180-foot super yacht. It was not uncommon for my friends to spend three-day weekends in Bali, the Maldives, or wherever their vacation homes happened to be. I'm still friends with several of them through social media, and the most frequent post I see from several of them is off to blank for the week, then on to blank and blank, those locations almost always being on three separate continents. Rich North Koreans, I never thought I'd hear those words put together unless they were following up Kim Jong-un. My father was a successful chemical engineer slash manufacturer and private pilot. I spent my childhood in a gated flying community with a fully functioning airport. Not only did we have a garage full of your everyday vehicles, we also had an airplane hangar full of classic cars that my daddy enjoyed restoring. World War II era warbirds as well as the modern two-engine planes he used to fly to business meetings. We own property in Nantucket and St. Martin, and we're constantly taking extemporaneous vacations. John Travolta would walk over from time to time and shoot the breeze with my dad in our hangar up until he made Pulp Fiction and was slingshotted back into relevancy. I remember having playdates with his son, Jet, was also family friends with well-known NASCAR drivers, and would spend a lot of time at their mansions hanging out with their kids, driving around on golf carts and shooting paintball guns. Everyone I knew had airplanes, nice cars, big homes, and what seemed like an endless supply of wealth. That was my normal. When I was about four years old, I made a new friend at school and was invited to spend the afternoon over at his house. It was an eye-opening experience, to say the very least, and when I returned home, still very confused, I remember saying something along the lines of, Mommy, they live in a really small house and they don't have an airplane hangar. My mother was slightly horrified at the realization that this was my reality and had to explain to me that not everyone has the same things that we have. Life has changed a lot for me since the 90s. When I moved away for college, my dad suffered a series of mini-strokes, which subsequently caused progressive dementia. Towards the end, he couldn't even tell you what year it was. My father passed away in January, and I've been spending a lot of time recently looking through old photo albums and listening to stories. Maybe that's why I felt compelled to share all of this with you guys. Being rich is nice, don't get me wrong, but I would give it all back in a heartbeat just to spend a little more time with the dad I used to know, the man who was the master of his own universe. There was still so much to learn from him, but what I'm left with are the cherished memories of my childhood that will forever put into perspective just how lucky I really was. Rocking it out with John Travolta, post-Saturday Night Fever, flying planes? That sounds like the life to me. I've actually flown a plane once before. Other than that, sorry about your dad, mate. One, I thought every family had staff. We had a chef, gardener, chauffeur, two nannies, handyman slash errand guy, took care of the house, picked up dry cleaning, bought supplies, washed the dogs, handled maintenance and repairs, and two maids. 
These were full-time and several lived with us. We had a host of part-time staff as well. When I went to college, I was shocked by how everyone took care of themselves so well when I barely knew how to tie my own shoes. Two, my private school had many Forbes, 500 billionaire families, kids of world leaders, and general global establishment types. If we ever needed something anywhere, someone's parents or relatives or friend would have a connection. I just assumed that's how the world worked. Three, money was always just an afterthought. Nobody ever asked anyone how much something cost. If you just liked something, you got it. Again, interacting with regular people in college was a huge eye-opener. Four, Respect. Everywhere I would go, either with my family or friends or their families, we were treated with what I understand now is a ridiculous amount of respect. It's hard to explain this one, but I think others in the same situation understand. I feel like respect is a topic that we don't speak about enough nowadays and that it isn't inherently given to you, but rather you are supposed to earn it. And I'm actually glad that this person, regardless of their social status or anything like that, is aware of this. And everyone should remember that. You don't owe anyone that you don't know personally respect. You only owe them an ounce of common human decency. Respect is earned through personal interaction. So, growing up, I knew my family and extended family was better off than others once high school came around, but it didn't really sink in until college. My parents immigrated from Iran to the U.S. I was a little kid and didn't have anything. My parents had engineering degrees, civil and computer, but my father wasn't allowed to work in our home country because he studied in the West. When we came here, they didn't speak English, so they couldn't work in their profession either. My mom stayed home, and my brother and me and my father worked several jobs. He saved up, along with a bit of money that was finally unfrozen, and started a small business. It grew very rapidly, but my parents didn't really change their own lifestyle. Since I was too young to really know what money is spent on when we were poor, it didn't really occur to me that we became rich. I just assumed this is what everyone in America did the American dream, and that everyone else was like this, starts poor and then can afford all sorts of stuff. It didn't help that my middle school and high school were very split between rich and poor, so I figured the latter group was just in the process. I always heard college was expensive and some people could afford it, or that their parents had to save up or the kid had to get a job. I thought it was one million per year. I figured that seemed like something people couldn't afford. I based that on thinking that the lower class made one million a year, so spending a year's wage on one year of college would be unreasonable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Then I found out the average salary was less than my brother would spend partying in a weekend in college. Also, allowances growing up. I never had one, and everyone else did, so I figured they were all rich. Then one day I found out this girl I was seeing at the end of high school had an allowance of $50 a month, and it blew my mind. To my parents' credit, we immigrated to the States with nothing, and they built a business that was successful. Also raised us very frugal. My dad still drives a 2006 Jeep Liberty and my mom a 2009 Ford Expedition. 
My brother and a few cousins love spending, though. Edit. Turns out the Liberty is a 2001 and the Expedition is 2003. They taught us to be very disciplined and financially savvy. I worked my ass off to go down the route of being a physician and on the side started a business. They made sure they didn't help me financially so I could learn how it was to grow a business. Fast forward several years and it became successful enough that I focus on the business instead of being in medicine. I'm not far wealthier than they are and plan on giving the same type of discipline to my children. One of my best friends whom I met in college is very similar. His parents own a multi-million dollar company and throughout school he had to have a job and pay for everything himself. Did anyone else think I sounded really cool when I said, the American dream? I'm not from a wealthy family, but my step-grandparents are really quite well off, living up in their mansion in the hills. Two of my stepbrothers were fostered to them by their mother, while the unlucky third lived in squalor with her. I didn't even realize the double standard that was out there until one Christmas when the two foster brothers got an Xbox 360 and 10 games each. The console had only just been released, whilst the other brother got a single game for his PlayStation 2 and a $20 note, and I got given the same thing despite not even being blood and my father being hated by them. At some stage, my third stepbrother's existence reached critical mass and became an alcoholic. At age eight, a couple years ago, his mother and my father were outed as being addicts to certain illegal substances which resulted in them having their children taken away by Child Protective Services at the behest of my grandparents, one of whom is very high up in child services. My two half-sisters were taken by my wonderful and somewhat well-off grandparents, one of whom works for child services and who are genuinely loving, intelligent people who gave a breath of fresh air and a better outlook on life to two girls who knew nothing of the sort, taking great care of them while my stepbrother got sent to live with his dad, the one who supplied him with his alcohol, and an abuser of illegal substances himself. I have no idea where he is now, but I don't have high hopes for his future. Meanwhile, his brothers are at university making a future for themselves with everything all paid for them. Sorry for the ramp which got sidetracked by the sad story of a very unlucky boy, but it is quite a good demonstration of the difference wealth can have on the outcome of your life, and how unlucky some people can be. Sure, the wealthy have their periods of bad luck, of course, but when you are already in a terrible situation, it tends to be compounded, and some people are too young to be able to deal with these kinds of things, or even have a semblance of influence on their own life, and it often leads them down dark roads that will likely perpetuate the cycle of poverty, or often simply just ending a promise young life. TLDR have three stepbrothers. Two were raised by wealthy grandparents and are well-off and educated. One has lived a life of poverty and suffering and as such has a very bleak future in store, though he is only young. That was honestly just kind of depressing, to be honest. My parents are filthy rich, but they try to keep us humble-ish, so our main house is actually our smallest. I thought it was small because every room feels essential. There's a kitchen, bedrooms, bathrooms, a casual dining room, a formal dining room, a family room, a lounge room, which is really just the formal family room, a study for each of my parents, a conservatory, two playrooms for the kids, again, one more formal than the other, a gym, a cellar, and an indoor pool. It was small in my head because I could name every room. Some of our other houses are big enough that they have a lot of random useless spaces that you don't know how to name. It has some couches in it. It's a sitting room. 
You get stuff like the lobby and the mezzanine, so I sort of thought that everything in our small house was essential. At age 10-ish, I was absolutely flummoxed to find that people put swimming pools outside. You may as well have told me that your bathroom was outside, like an old-style outhouse. Every one of our houses has a pool on the inside. I later found out that my parents did that on purpose because we're all pale as get out, and an outdoor pool would get us all very crispy and sunburned. Imagine my surprise when I found, at about age 14, that some people didn't have pools at all. And then, when I went to university, that some people can't even swim. There was a lot of little stuff, too. Everyone can eat with chopsticks, read music, know basic Latin, has a signet ring, or at least freaking know what one is, know which cutlery to use. I remember wondering if my friends were messing with me at a semi-formal university event in first year. It was a round table and no one knew which bread roll was theirs, has an assortment of outfits of all possible dress codes ready to go at a moment's notice. Can I come to the gala tonight? Absolutely, no problem. Suppose that you were sitting down at this table. The bread rolls are in front of you. Which bread roll would you take? The one on your left or the one on your right? Usually you would take the one on your left side. That is correct. But in a larger sense on society, that is wrong. Perhaps I could even substitute society with the universe. The correct answer is that it is determined by the one who takes his or her own bread roll first. Just a little Steel Bowl Run reference for my fellow JoJo fans. I was always amazed that people didn't have a closet full of clothes like me. I know that sounds stupid, but I wore Gap, Tommy Hilfiger, and all that other nonsense, and my mom made sure we all looked amazing. My best friend had like two pairs of shorts from Goodwill. I literally could not believe it. I got in trouble for trying to give her my play clothes, which were all still designer clothes, just ones I had had for a couple years. That and cars. I remember asking my friend's mom why she was upset waiting for her dad to get home from work so she could use the car. Can't you just use yours? The concept that some families could only afford one car blew my mind. Granted, I wasn't filthy rich at all, but when I switched to public school in fifth grade, my choice, very against what my parents wanted, my new friends all were in shock at my neighborhood and house. To me, it was just normal. All my private school friends had much bigger homes than me, some even with private planes. I am probably so wrong, but I always kind of think when someone has a private jet, that is like the 1%. I didn't necessarily grow up super rich, but my dad made between 500 and 750k a year while growing up. I think he makes closer to 750 to 1 mil now, and I had a few moments like this. My dad is usually a frugal person, but since he grew up poor, he afforded himself some luxuries. It wasn't until at least high school that I realized how out of the ordinary it was for both of my parents to have $30,000 watches. I think the biggest shock was college. It was totally paid for by my parents. They paid out of a 529 plan, but for my sister now and brother after they never set one up and are just paying right out of salary. I knew kids would have to take debt on, but I honestly thought until about a year ago, just graduated last May, that most kids would graduate with 10k debt max. It wasn't until just recently I learned some kids were taking on double that or more each year. It shocked me. And also made me thank my parents extensively for saving me from 100k or more debt by paying for college. I wouldn't say I was filthy rich, but I was definitely given a lot of advantages and head starts in life because of my dad's money. I can't imagine what growing up with an extremely rich parent gets you advantage-wise if my dad was able to give me everything he has. The only money I really think about regularly is my money, but it's kind of crazy to think about the different echelons of richness there are. Late to the party. 
Before my dad died, he was murdered when I was seven, we were super rich. He owned his own company and my mom owned her own business as well. I was telling my boyfriend the other day how she'd take us to the mall and just hand each of her three kids $500 and tell us to go wild for no reason. After he died, we fell into poverty and my mom went basically insane and lost the house, companies, and declared bankruptcy. Well, that was genuinely a terrible tragedy, what happened to your father and mother, but that is a superhero origin story right there. That's all for now, but if you've got a recommendation for the kind of topics you'd like to see us talk about on this channel, then why don't you drop a comment below and tell us what you like. Also, if you've got a recommendation for me and what kind of voices you'd like to hear me do, I could do a pretty good solid snake.